Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, happy what the hell day is it? Oh, yes, it's <laughs> Wednesday. Is, today yeah. is Wednesday. We're halfway through the week. Some people call it over the hump day. You know, yeah, why do they call it the hump day? I, I have no idea. I, so, I have no idea. You know, some rock and roll disc jockeys I've worked with have thought that was clever. Uh, those uh, clowns, they think they're funny. Yeah, I mean, those, they're those, not. Those, well, what do they know? Hey, speaking of uh, people who don't know stuff, uh, boy, this 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 Georgia uh, indictment thing just won't go away. You know. That's our new uh, that's our new Georgia indictment theme, you know. Oh, by the way, uh, this just in. Trump has been uh, indicted for the sinking of the Titanic. I He's heard about that. Yes. Yeah. You know what he says? He says he flies over uh, a democratic state and they indict him. <laughs> I, Apparently I so. It, you know. Uh, well, he doesn't have clearance to fly over, so yeah, they're going to. Yeah, they they are really um I I had a chance to look at the indictment and the first thing that came to mind was okay now I'm not a lawyer but I, I but I'm reading this as objectively as I can and it's it's nonsense it is nonsense and um this uh, what we're going we're going to find out here is just how corrupt our legal system really is because if he's found guilty on any of these charges or if the uh, other people who were indicted with him, like Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani is indicted because he was acting as a lawyer for President Trump and representing him, him in places like Georgia, you know. Right. Uh, so and, and uh, uh, who the other uh, John Eastman is being indicted because he was a lawyer for President Trump. I mean, all of these charges, you know, we're in a world right now that. If they have 90 charges on an indictment and they issue the indictment, the public automatically assumes that they're guilty nowadays. You know, there used to be a saying, you can sue a ham sandwich, you can also indict a ham sandwich. Just because these, these idiots in Georgia and in New York and Jack Smith, all these idiots did what they did, it doesn't mean that he's guilty. But the difference is, you know, under any other circumstances, you can, anybody can sue anybody for anything. Mm -hmm. But getting a judge to sit there and go, yeah, okay, I'll hear this case. Oh. He's going to look at it and go, forget that. But see, this is where political preference comes in. Now, forget about the legalities of it. Let's, let's go ahead and hang the bastard on it. And that's what they're trying to do. They're making stuff up. Well, you know, you know the, and Bill, the thing is, this judge, if you saw him sign off on it, they had a press crew in the courtroom before they delivered the indictment to this judge. And while he, he was waiting, he was cracking jokes with the media. He, and he looked, by the way, kind of like a buffoon, this mm -hmm. judge. He was kind of goofy looking. And not that that makes a difference. I'm kind of goofy looking. But the fact of the matter is he was supposed to, you would have thought he would have held himself with some decorum, you know, like um, I'm a judge. This is a a, a critical uh, moment in our history, and I'm going to purport myself in 
a dignified fashion, but he was, I thought he was going to break out into a tap dance, this guy. And, and, well, and this is the guy who took the indictment and signed off on it. You know, I was thinking yesterday, Bill, all he had to do is look at the indictment and say, this is nonsense. I'm not signing this. Yeah, but they're trying to get him on 31. Now, this is interesting. She's going, well, because this is not a federal crime, all right, a federal crime, you know, that um, there are certain privileges Trump Trump would have Mm -hmm. if uh, it was a federal crime that he could probably get things thrown out, reduced, or done away with, especially that he's running for political office. Now, with that said, what's going on here is she goes, no, this is a Georgia thing. But she said there are 31 counts of a recall violation. That is a federal racketeering crime, if you know what RICO yeah, is. It stands for Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organization Statute. RICO. Yeah, but there has to be a money mechanism to it. There has to be mail and interstate wire fraud, which they're saying the telephone calls are. Now, that's an interesting thing because the telephone calls generally were related to landline calls, interstate wire fraud, all right? Cell phones are a beast of a different color. Uh, So that's not it. But even so, even if it were landlines, you could make a phone call and say, look, you know, we got to find 11,780 votes because I don't think I lost this thing. We got to do this. That is not a RICO violation. But they're trying to make it that. But now, does she stand to gain or profit from this court case if she wins anything? Or is she going to gain notoriety and stature by trying the president or the former president of the United States, who might still currently be the president? You know what else happened uh, yesterday, the day before yesterday? You know, they, they, I guess, released this about 11 o'clock at night. On uh, on Monday, they and leaked the documents. They leaked the document around noontime, mm-hmm. and and the thing about that is, it was a document that shouldn't have been been. It was supposed to be under seal, and 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 the uh, grand jury didn't sign off on it until eight o'clock at night. Right, and the thing is, now th- this is a double jeopardy here because number one, I was going with a RICO violation, so when they released that document. It was disseminated all over the land. Mail, wire services, telephone calls, you name it. So that would be hundreds, probably thousands of instances of it. And later, after it got out that it was leaked, you know, the, um, uh, what was it down here? It says, a few hours later, a Fulton County clerk claimed the Trump charging documents posted to their media queue uh, and published by Reuters. They were fictitious, well, no, no, but, but yet they were the second. same exact charges. That's exactly what I was going to say. They're saying now, the clerk is saying, it was a test sampler. A test sampler. The problem is, the test sampler matched the exact Exactly documents. right. It was so identical. That means that they were, this was warming up the bullpen, and this if you want to go by her interpretation of it, this was a blatant RICO violation. So she is a criminal in charge of a criminal proceeding that is bogus. I was listening and to uh, Jenna Ellis, not Jenna Ellis, I'm sorry, to uh, 
Oh, and oh, Stacey it, Abrams ought to be brought up on charges, too, because well, yeah, I know. She's, she's guilty of all of this, well, the same stuff. I was listening to Elena Haba, who is President Trump's, one of his attorneys. She's a very smart young lady, and uh, she was talking about what we just said. And they're going to bring this up, by the way, because that by itself should be enough to dismiss the whole thing. The whole thing should be thrown out because that, that should have been under seal until it was signed by the grand jury. The grand jury was supposed to sign off on it before it's delivered to the judge and he signs off on it. It shouldn't be released to the media and the world like 10 hours earlier. And, and if the, mm. fa- the fact that they're, like they're saying, well, it was a test sampling. No, it wasn't. It was well. the exact same document. You posted the exact same indictment. And, and by the way, I'm looking at a copy of it, of the test well, sampler. Go it's ahead. verbatim. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I think well, here- I think they're going to have um, uh, uh, I, I and again, this is what I said as the show started. We're going to find out how how truly just our legal system is because on the surface, the entire thing should be packaged up and tossed. It is absolute nonsense. The entire indictment is nonsense. Every single charge, is baseless. Well, I mean, she's charging him. She's charging him for things that he did in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Hello, uh, she's charging him, by the way, for telling his his followers to join him on Twitter or someplace so he can explain the fraud. Oh no, he, well, you're not allowed he, to do that. You he was going to be on television. He was going to be on OAN and Newsmax. And, so what? And he said, follow me on Newsmax tonight. I'll be explaining the fraud in the elections. And she charged him for that. Well. So, I mean, this is this what? is the nonsense that uh, we're dealing with. But here's the other issue, which I think Alan Dershowitz said yesterday, and it's so true, Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, what should happen now is a federal judge should step in, a federal court should step in, it doesn't have to be the Supreme Court, consolidate all of these indictments into one little package and say everything is on hold until after the elections because, and here's where it's federal, you are interfering with federal elections. You exactly. are inter- And that's where, that's where he can do it. They can come. Well, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Because she is saying Georgia is exempt from all the federal status and everything. Nope. And that's in kind of important because let me ask you a question. How important is Georgia as a state to the whole of the United States? It's one fiftieth. Okay, so that's a that's a small percent. And you know, when you look at that, how how many federal dollars go into Georgia? Um, bi- bi- billions of dollars go into Georgia. Billions. Congress control that? Absolutely. Yank their money right now. Yeah. Cut them off. Say, you want to do this? You don't get any federal funds until whatever. Yeah. You lose it. Uh, you know, if I would play like a Democrat. The Republicans have got to grow a set and do something, you know, brazen and bold. Now, I will give her this. You know, she is out there doing something brazen and bold. It is a lie. It is a fabrication. 
but she is doing something for her party, even though it is not true. And the Democrat base is going, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but- Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy was on with uh, Caputo yesterday, Neil Cavuto, rather. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and um, by the way, he is a never Trumper. He He's, I mean, I can't watch the guy anymore. He's just so obviously never Trump. Uh, and he follows the uh, the company line at Fox. He'll be very happy to shiv President Trump whenever he gets a chance. But he had Vivek Ramaswamy on, and he tried to pigeonhole. I haven't got the audio. I mean, I, I listened to it, but I haven't got it. But he tried to pigeonhole Ramaswamy into saying that he was against what Trump had done in Georgia. And and Ramaswamy had, would have nothing of it. As a matter of fact... He handled himself in such a good way. Uh, he he ended up by saying, "Look, I intend if 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 this thing were to go uh, south, I will pardon him, and then I'll ask him to join me in my administration to to get rid of the deep state." Now he's making some massive assumptions. Trump is like sixty points ahead of them all, but the fact of the matter is, he would not he would not join in on the. Uh, you know the 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 backstabbing that a lot of the Republicans are doing. I mean, you should have heard Chris Christie. Chris Christie has no chance of winning the presidency, but he's, well, having he's a- number two now in the Republican uh, poll. He 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 bypassed maybe not by much, but he did it. Uh, Ron DeSantis. DeSantis has got a problem. Chris Christie. Yeah. No. Chris Christie. He's number, not two, number now. two now. No. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, I cannot, look what it. was the poll? I will check on that. I, I, it was I, the toilet poll, but either way. He, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. But Chris Christie is a waste of space, and he's just, all he's doing is backstabbing uh, Trump. But uh, Ramaswamy wouldn't do it. But DeSantis came out and made a, a comment. And if, mm-hmm. if DeSantis had the gonads that everyone says he has, he would come out and say, look it. I'm I'm running against the guy, and I want to beat him because I think I'm better than he is. But the fact of the matter is, what is being done to him is absolutely positively wrong, and I I'm I stand with him. I I stand with President Trump. Sometimes you got to back your opponent he, because it's he, the right thing to do. But listen and to what he see that. Listen to what he said. So I haven't had a chance to read it all, but I will tell you is Atlanta has huge problems with crime right now. And there has been an approach to crime which has been uh, less than exacting. Uh, I think there have been criminals that have let out that shouldn't have been let out. And so they're now doing an inordinate amount of resources uh, to try to shoehorn this contest over the 2020 election into a RICO statute which was really designed to be able to go after organized crime, uh, not necessarily to go after uh, political activity. And so uh, I think it's an example uh, of this criminalization of politics. Uh, I don't think that this is something that's good for the country. But I think a lot of Republican voters uh, are looking at some of the things that have happened, whether it's the Department of Justice, uh, whether it is some of the things that have happened local. Uh, And I think the question is, okay, what are we going to do about it? And I've already said as president, you know, we are going to end the weaponization of federal agencies like the DOJ and FBI. We'll have a new director. We will have new leadership in the DOJ. Uh, We're going to make sure that there's a single standard of justice in this country. Now, in terms of some of these local DAs, in 
Florida, we've actually uh, suspended two, one in Tampa, one in Orlando, uh, over the last year uh, for failure to, to, to follow their duties and responsibilities. And as president, uh, we will lean in uh, against some of these local prosecutors if they are not uh, following the law or if they are abandoning their duty to enforce the law, law evenly. So um, I think that I don't know how it's going to affect anything politically. Uh, for me, at the end of the day, it's about, you know, let's get this country in a good direction. Uh, we need to have confidence in our justice system again. But before we get there, you know, we need major, major accountability. Okay, Ron DeSantis, who really and truly kind of avoids the issue. I don't think he mentions the name Trump. No, he doesn't. Um, He sucks up a lot of wind and says a lot of nothing. He really does. I want to read you something. This is something I want you to listen to. It's a a little uh, pull off into a rest area, but it's it's worth hearing. This is uh, from Ayn Rand. Some people pronounced her name Ayn Rand, A-Y-N-R-E-N-D. She was a writer and a philosopher. She wrote the book Atlas Shrugged. She said, when you see that in order to produce... You need to obtain permission from men who produce nothing. When you see that money is flowing to those who deal not in goods but in favors, when you see that men get richer by graft and by pull than by work, and your laws don't protect you against them but protect them against you, when you see corruption being rewarded, and honesty becoming a self-sacrifice, you may know that your society is doomed. Anne ran Atlas Shrugged, 1957. Was that prophetic? Because I think we're there. Well, well we're beyond there. You know, I mean, holy I mean, smokes. You got, you got to wonder where we're going, and is there is there a road back? I know you believe there's a path back. Uh, I was telling somebody last night, you know, I don't know that uh, it's, uh, you know, a fait complete. you know, that we are just, we're yeah. going through the motions now. It's it's all been set and cast in stone by a burning bush in West Texas. We just got, now we got to live through it until people have had enough and they start paying attention again. There's not enough people paying attention to what's really going on. And they, they, they're surface dwellers, dwellers and they listen to the fake news. And they go, oh, well, all is good and all is left. No, it's yeah. not. You know, uh, 12%, I found this to be interesting. Uh, I read this this morning. Nearly 12% of Americans, some 30 million or more, say that using violent force would be justified if that's what is needed to keep President Donald Trump out of the White House. Now, they're always talking about the right being... How much? What was that percentage again? 12%. It means it's 78, uh, 88, 88% of the public doesn't believe that. But that 12% is 30 million or more people. That's the know. radical left. And right there, yeah. you know, and uh, 30 million people. Yeah. Mm, and they could th- do now, some damage. They sure can. But the thing that they're forgetting is that there's 88 million people who don't side with them. And I would imagine, yeah. I would imagine that a good chunk of those 88 million people, if you were to ask them, would defend their country against those people. So yeah. they they might end up having a situation where maybe 35% of the other remaining 88%, uh, 35% well, may be against them. Yeah, but that radical 12%, yeah. they have they have ammonium nitrate to use That's at their true. disposal. 
Well, that's true. Will. Not only that, but we've seen their work. We've seen mm-hmm. Antifa in Seattle, in Minneapolis, in Portland. We've seen it. And, you know, the thing that gets me, I, I'll, to this day I will never understand, never understand how they, they just let it happen. How the, the people who run those cities just let it happen. You know, that by itself, just them doing nothing to stop it should have been criminal and they should have been locked up. They have obligations to protect their city and the people of their cities, and they didn't do it. And, you know, places like Los Angeles right now, you probably heard about uh, Nordstrom's in in L.A. that was ransacked uh, uh, over the weekend. I mean, it was an organized ransacking where people came in and they had their masks on and they they broke display cases and they walked out with, I think it was like a million dollars worth of stuff. And some of them, by the way, were getting into Mercedes, BMWs. They weren't the poor kids down the street, you know, running up on their on their uh, skateboards to uh, to get a few things out of the store. These this was organized, but they can mm-hmm. do it now because the guys who run the justice system in these big cities, these Democrats, these woke Democrats, are doing nothing. They're doing nothing, and they're proud of it. And they should go to jail for that. By the way, you know. And again, I keep talking about the border because it bothers me so much. The mere fact that our government, our administration, President Biden, the Secretary Mayorkas, the mere fact that they are absolutely delinquent in protecting our borders should be enough for them to be removed, not next week, not after an inquiry, but immediately because they are they are not performing their sworn obligation. They swore under oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States and the people of this great land. And they're, right. not, they're not doing it. They're just no, not they're doing not it. They're not doing their job. And you know what? I don't even know that Joe is capable of doing his job. Just that little uh, faux pas yesterday from uh, Corinne Pierre. Uh, Corinne Jean Pierre. Yeah, Corinne Jean Pierre. Let it flow, Monsieur. Let it flow. Corinne, yeah, Corinne Jean Pierre. Yeah, it flowed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she uh, she did a tweet. Uh-huh. She got her tweets confused. Oh, really? And it was yeah because she does Joe Biden's tweets, but she accidentally put a Joe Biden tweet on her Twitter account. <laughs> oh, she's not. Joe's rubbing off on her. Yeah, you know, because, yeah, she was sitting there going, uh, what was it, um, uh, investing in America means investing in all America. When I ran for president, I made a promise that I would leave no part in the country behind. That was posted on her account. Okay. She posted it, and then she had to delete it. A lot of that going uh, around. I mean, that's what happened in the clerk's office in Georgia. You know, they mispost something, and like. I guess it happened in the White House, too. Uh, oh, but it never happened. It really, you know, see, but this is evidence of the lie that has been being uh, spread around. We're living, you know, we're living under the mushroom. Uh, Joe, yes, we are. Uh, Joe was uh, out uh, and about. He was in Milwaukee, I believe, yesterday making a speech. And, uh, oh, I like that. Uh, I like that music on your phone, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, yeah it's it's like a, a little it's a little bit of a cha cha. It has a nice ring to it. Um, yeah. But anyway, he was in Joe was in Milwaukee yesterday, and he was talking about all these different things. And he talked about what he's going to do for the people of Maui. I thought being in Milwaukee was really the place 
for him to be when he's making an announcement about Maui, Hawaii. Listen. FEMA also authorized one-time payments of $700 per household to folks who've been displaced so they can do the immediate things of just taking care of medications and prescriptions that they so badly need. Understand something, folks. He just authorized another several billion dollars to the Ukraine, right? Mm -hmm. But he's only going to give $700 to the people of Hawaii. If you have seen pictures of Hawaii, it looks like... it looks bomb went off. Exactly. You know what it looks like? You know, I I just realized it. Do you remember pictures of Hiroshima? I was just going to say that. Just going to say. When we dropped the bomb? Yep. You know, and there's something not right about the story of the city getting burned to the ground, annihilated from, well, you know, sparks from fires here and there in a 400-mile-away Category 4, you know, tornado or whatever it was, you know, that... It doesn't, it doesn't wind. make sense, Bill. It doesn't make sense. They say, well, a lot of things came together. The winds were right, and the temperatures mm. were right, and it was dry. Well, a, lot of, a lot of things everywhere are just coming together in a yeah. freak way. You know, so I'm, I'm sitting there going, no, 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 no. There's, there's, there's manipulation yep. of the weather, which they can do, by the way. You know that. By the way, Joe also, uh, while he was in Milwaukee, uh, he can't help himself sometimes. He just cannot help himself. Uh, I want you to hear what Joe says here and then tell me what you think is wrong. Listen. You, a lot of you were with me when I was in Pittsburgh. By the oh, way, the, Pittsburgh is a city of bridges, more bridges in Pittsburgh than any other city in America. I watched that bridge collapse. I got there and saw it collapse with over 200 feet off the ground going over a valley. It collapsed. Folks, did you hear what he, he said there? there when it, happened. He, it wasn't. It wasn't happening while he was there. He got there around two or three o'clock in the afternoon. He had been planned to go to Pittsburgh to uh, make a speech, and the bridge had collapsed in the morning, like seven thirty in the morning. And he, you know, but what he did do is he went and spoke, made an, uh, a speech in front of the collapsed bridge. But he didn't see it collapse. He was nowhere near the place when the when the bridge collapsed. But he so can't help himself. That? It's what a compulsive liar. When, yeah, he's a compulsive liar. It's uh, is it dementia? I mean, it's it's not it's not uh, what's that Portuguese word? Um, yeah, whatever it is, uh, it's it, yeah, saudade or you know, which is watch your language. Remini- <laughs> yeah, watch my language. Yeah, where it's that reminiscent thing of going into the past. It's not reminiscent for him. It's 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 well. It's contrived. No, it's in his a mind. lie. It's a lie. The guy is the guy's making stuff up. He's he's trying to. Well, he'll see something and he'll make it his. You know. Well, you know, he rolled the stone away to let Jesus out of the tomb. No, really, was he there he for that? Is. Yeah. He well, he rolled the stone. Well, he was a rolling stone. <laughs> no. That's true. <laughs> we could go on and on, but <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the guy can't Whoa. help himself. If he lies about little little things like that, I mean, I was there when the bridge collapsed, you know. Uh, what else does he, he, he lie about? Well, he lies he, about everything. He, he's going to be here, though, for sure, when the the economy collapses. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> we're building towards the right. You know, interest rates are up again, and in hot housing markets, I mm-hmm. mean, markets that were said to never die, all of a sudden the brakes have been hit, like up in Boston. The cooling has begun in the past couple of weeks because of the the rates now have gotten to a point to where, unless you got cash, forget about it. Yeah. Um, interesting thing. Uh, you, you know, uh, the war in the Ukraine has uh, 
showcased that vibrant and fast-adapting Russian military-industrial complex uh, that reinvented itself in just a few months, achieving superiority in the production mm-hmm. of all kinds of equipment, tanks, drones. I mean, they, they really are making some great stuff. Uh, they are now going to equip their Yasin-class uh, submarine with uh, nuclear-powered cruise missiles that uh, are hypersonic. Hypersonic? Uh, they're called Zircon missiles, actually. And and they uh, go, at, I think, they five or seven times the speed of sound. I mean, by the time y- you have your defense up, they're already in your backyard, you know? And they're going to put them on submarines, which means that they're going to be harder to track. I mean, if you have a submarine off the coast of... Uh, uh, Massachusetts or California or someplace like that, think of how fast they can strike now with these submarines uh, blink, equipped. Blink of an eye. Who's going to have these? The Russians. The Russians yeah. are. You know, these are the well, people, I, by the I way. Were, they were military, m- militarily inept. These are the people that, well, they, they like to present that image, don't they? They like to present the image that the Russians are incapable of of uh, doing anything. I'm going to tell you well, something. In World War II, let me, this is an interesting True story. The Russians were being attacked in Stalingrad and some of the bigger industrial cities, and they had to keep making their tanks. Oh yeah, yeah, that's well, true. Do you know what they did? They they literally they would they could pack up their factories, their tank factories. They could move them to empty buildings and reposition their tank factories and keep building their tanks on the on the move because, like I said, they were being shelled. They were they were getting buildings destroyed, and and they but they couldn't afford to stop the building of the tanks. Now, was that a different story than what you had heard? No, no, no. As a matter of fact, the tanks were kind of interesting because uh, tank warfare was very important. Now, their yes. tanks actually, it was a pretty good tank. That the fact that it was mass produced and done quickly, but. The sheer number of tanks. Oh, absolutely. You, know, you might sit there and go, you go, well, you know, we can blow their tanks to smithereen. So, well, okay, you can step on an ant too. But if you got a million ants, it they, they can yeah. swarm and you, know, you and eat you up. Little things like this during World War II, they, had, they didn't have time to install mechanical turrets on their tanks. Their tanks, hmm. our tanks had motorized turrets. We hit a button, the tank would rotate to the left or the right or whatever. And, and that's how you lined up your targets. The Russian tanks were very primitive. They literally were hand-cranked. You crank right. to the left, you crank to the right, and, and they guys got really good at it. And, and they, they, they were smaller tanks, too. So they, but they were, I think they were called the T-something or other. I forgot exactly the number on the tank, but they were an amazing tank. And like Bill said, they could make them by the batchful. And that's what they did. They flooded the zone with their primitive tanks, and they did a number on the Germans. I mean, the Germans yeah. had the had the uh, king, the, 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 the Konish Tiger, the King Tiger. They had all these different, uh, uh, f- very sophisticated uh, weapons that were ineffective because they were being used in uh, ice cold weather. The Germans, the Russians rather, would move some of their equipment with horse, horse and, and wagon. Yeah, but the engines were very basic, so they could run in that cold weather. Yeah, that tank could get around; it had mobility, and again, they could make so many of them that they came in masses. You know, you could sit there and wipe out a third of them, and they still had a ton of tanks coming your way. And Bill, then during the the space war that we had with the Russians, 
They were no, they were nowhere to be found initially, and all of a sudden, one day, and I can remember this because I was a small boy. One day, we heard of something called Sputnik. Sputnik. What the heck is what is Sputnik? The Russians had launched the first satellite that orbited the Earth. The Russians had the primitive Russians who we were told they were they couldn't they weren't a threat. I mean, they really weren't a threat. They were primitive. Uh, their weaponry, weaponry would probably explode on the launch pad, but that wasn't the case. And then all of a sudden, we had a guy named Yuri Gagarin. Yuri mm-hmm. Gagarin, I think, was the first astronaut in space. Yes, he was. You know, th- th- these were Russians, and you know, they're, they're still doing stuff that is very sophisticated. Their equipment is not to be dismissed lightly. You know, the Zircon, the uh, Zircon missile that is hypersonic. That is an amazing missile. That is something we are supposedly on the verge of our, of uh, uh, having our own uh, hypersonic missile, but we're kind of behind the eight ball because we're busy spending a lot of our time uh, being woke. We're, we're busy having the military talk about uh, uh, guys wearing dresses in the officer's mess. Right. You well, know? you know, since Biden took over, uh, what, two and a half years or yes. whatever it is? And he's and out of the two and a half years, he spent over one year on vacation. But either way, that's true. Uh, the dollar the dollar has gone from number one in the world to I think third place, racing quickly to go down to yes. fourth place, going to the places dollar, where it's never been before. Build a basement. Yeah, yeah India just uh, bought a ton of weapons of some sort, and they bought them with the rupee. Not uh, they didn't use no. It was oil. It was oil they bought. Yes. They, yeah, it, and they, they bought it with rupees. Instead of dollars, because the dollar doesn't have the the clout or the value that it used to have, you, you know that that song, that country guy we played, that uh, uh, Oliver Anthony or whatever it is, yeah, yeah, you know where your 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 dollar ain't worth squat, yeah, cleaned yeah. up. Well, basically it is. So whatever you've got, you think you've got, you know, in the, in the well, in this reality, guy Biden not is, worth that he, anymore. He, this guy Biden doesn't care. I think he's doing exactly what he wants. To do, you know, in a, well, I, I think it's an agenda to destroy our economy. Well, yeah, to build it for something else. In an honest environment, if we lived in an honest country right now, uh, guys like Biden and his uh, cohorts, they wouldn't be allowed to continue to do what they're doing because they're doing everything that is against our country's well-being. I mean, it's as simple right. as that. You know, and what amazes me is the stupidity of some people on the left who they just cannot get it in their heads that Biden is is destroying their country. You know, they think that, oh, I don't want Trump in. I'll vote for anybody but Trump. Oh, I want Biden in again. You know, they, they, they're like the person who uh, will drive off a cliff to prove a point, you know? Right. And, and, that's, and that's what these people are doing. This guy is, is absolutely the worst, you know, and you do have uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, on on your side, he is running, and he, you know he is basically. Even though I don't agree with a lot of his positions, he's basically, I think, an honest guy with a lot of intelligence, and uh, he he wouldn't do the damage that Biden is doing. Biden is like Biden is like a a bus driver wearing a blindfold, and he doesn't know the streets he's driving on. This is a guy who is absolutely lost but he's got his pedal to his the pedal to the metal. He's pushing that gas gas pedal to the floor. He's going to take you right over the cliff and and he'll be happy about it. That's where we are mm. now. 
you know, and, and the fact that he, I'm happy when he's vacationing. People say, well, he's spent over a year uh, of his uh, two years, two and a half years on vacation. I wish he would spend the whole two and a half years on vacation and leave the country alone. But that's just me, you know. Yeah, um, but then then you got uh, Corinne Jean Pierre who will be uh, sending out the tweet. Well, she is anyway. Yes, yeah, she's the wrong yeah, but tweets. Who, who, but... who really is in charge of the government? Who Joe? Obviously, he hasn't a clue. Hell, he got lost in Wisconsin on stage. Couldn't get off. He needed help getting off the stage. Oh, I know. Uh, he got lost. There's <laughs> stairs over there. It's, stairs. It's, which it's way great, do I go? Great. Which way do? Which way do I go? Which way do I go? I'm Joe Biden. Yep. Uh, you know, he would be funny if he wasn't so destructive. He, you know, the guy is the guy is amazingly destructive. Um, I'd like to ask the question, though, where's the Republican Party right now when you need them? Right now, they should be coming out with a full court press in support of President Trump, who, by the way, whether they like it or not, is their front runner. He is their front runner. Yeah, but they won't acknowledge that. They do everything but. You know what? I'm actually going to nickname the Republican Party the Puss and Boots Party because Puss is what they are and mm-hmm. Boots is what they have. They're running from everything. Oh, they yeah. do not run towards the target. They run away from it. So I get the Puss soli- and Boots. Do you get solicited on emails from the Republican Party? I get them all the time. Dear Jim, yeah. and they'll always, they will use President Trump's picture to get you to read the email. You know, yeah, like, and they, they, and they'll use, yeah, and they want money, but yes. it won't go to him. And they call you. I, I mean, I got a call. I was going to mention that. I got a call the other day from the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. And they sat there and they said, uh, you know, they were going into their diatribe while we're doing a poll. I said, is this poll going to end in a solicitation yeah. for money? Well, we just want to get the raw facts, but uh, is it going to end in money? Well, we would like a donation. Is it going to go to Trump? Well, we would like a donation. Yeah. I'm not going to donate to you because you're going to take that money and dole it out to people and things That's that right. I don't want. I am, I'm sitting there going, I'm a Republican on card only, and I don't support the party, congr- uh, you know, the, 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 the company that yeah. is Republican, like Democrats. I don't support. You know, you know, i got to tell you, folks. Um, they're an institution. They're telling us now that what Trump has done in Georgia, supposedly denying the uh, validity of the election, is a crime, and they're trying to put him in jail for life. You know, it, by the way, if they put him in jail for 20 years, that's life for him. I mean, it's a death well, penalty. Well, you know what? If they convict him of this, does that mean that they can go back and look at tweets from everybody and go, hmm, you're a, you're a dele- uh, uh, an election denier? Sure. That means you're a criminal? Absolutely. We, we put away your command. They'll send Why the FBI to your house. With... They'll, they'll, they'll drive a... Uh, a so, a, folks, a, a... you're on trial. You, If you voted Republican and you voted for Trump and you ever did a tweet or a post, I don't believe now, this, that being you're said, on trial. Though, that being said, nobody's mentioning this, but I'm going to play it. It's, it's a long cut. It's four minutes and 29 seconds, but I want you to hear this. And I want All you right. to pay attention. I'll pay attention. These these are Democrats. Democrats complaining about the election. Listen. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? (laughs) Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election. And he was put in office because the Russians interfered. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this. President-elect 
as a legitimate president. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. The one thing that Trump is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. He's an illegitimate president. Do you believe Trump is illegitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question that the outcome of this election was affected by the Russian interference. But there absolutely is a cloud of illegitimacy. So that legitimacy is in question, yes. So that was a very tainted election. And and in that sense, it's illegitimate. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he knows he didn't. He knows he's an illegitimate president. Stolen emails. Stolen drone. Stolen drone. Stolen election. Welcome to the world of unprecedented Trump. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. <laughs> <laughs> and the Russian attempt to, ha to have the election, and frankly, the FBI's uh, weighing in on the election, I think make the, make, makes his election illegitimate. There was a widespread understanding that this election was not on the level. We still don't know what really happened, Isaac. I mean, there's just a lot that I think will be revealed, history will discover, but you don't win by three million votes and have all this other shenanigans stuff going on and not come away with an idea like, whoa, something's not right here. The outcome of the election was affected by their interference, and now we need to know, you know to what degree, uh, if any, the Trump campaign was actually in collusion with the, uh, with so Russia. he knows he's an illegitimate president. So of course he's obsessed with me, and I believe that it's a guilty conscience. We actually won the last presidential election, folks. They stole the last presidential election. And Al Gore won that election. I think he won anyway. Actually, I think <laughs> I carried Florida. Bush versus Gore. A court took away a presidency. If all the votes were counting in Florida that Al Gore would be president today and George Bush would be backing off. I come from Florida, where you and others participated in what I call the United States coup d'etat. There's no doubt in my mind that Al Gore was elected president. I rise to object to the fraudulent 25 Florida electoral votes. I must object because of the overwhelming evidence of official misconduct. It is signed by myself on behalf of my diverse constituents and the millions of Americans who have been disenfranchised by Florida's inaccurate vote count. The Supreme the, uh, Court, not the people of the United the, States, decided this election. Speaking to a Democratic group in Chicago Tuesday, he made it clear he thinks Al Gore was the winner. By the time it was over, our candidate had won the popular vote, and the only way they could win the election was to stop the voting in Florida. Catherine Harris, Jeb Bush, Jim Baker, and the Supreme Court hadn't tampered with the results. Al Gore would be president. The yeah, Supreme yes, Court elected the president. Al Gore won the state of Florida in 2000, although not the presidency. But the Supreme Court tampered? That's a large charge. The Supreme Court stopped the counting of the votes, and if they let the count go on, Al Gore would have got the necessary vote. The Supreme Court selected George W. Bush as the president. He was not elected. There is overwhelming evidence that George W. Bush did not win this election. What I observed uh, as a voter, as a citizen of Illinois, uh, 
four years ago were troubling evidence of the fact that not every vote was being counted. If we live in a fair world, all those people would be indicted right now and either in, be in jail or awaiting trial. Uh, but mm-hmm. we don't live in a fair world. I want to read you something. A friend of mine sent me this, Bill, um, right. yesterday. Yeah, okay. um, it's Mark Levin brought this out on his radio show, and he's the guy's a lawyer. He's a very smart man, and I didn't know these things. Uh, do you realize in 1800 the House of Representatives had a vote uh, and they had to vote 30 different times for president, 30 different times in the House yeah. of Representatives. Finally, Jefferson was declared the winner. In the end, uh, Hamilton lobbied other Federalists to support Jefferson. Then Hamilton was named Secretary of the Treasury. But uh, it was 30 different House votes before they had a president in 1800. In 1821, John Quincy Adams was declared a winner after a month uh, Andrew Jackson did not win this time. Uh, in 1860, Abraham Lincoln had 39% of the popular vote. 39%, not a lot. Shortly after the election, South Carolina seceded. In 1876, Sam Tilden had more popular votes and more electoral votes than Rutherford B. Hayes. He did not have enough electoral votes to win, however. He was one vote shy. There was a uh, a holdout on the elector's side, and Mm -hmm. uh, House of Representatives appointed a commission, 15 members, made up of senators, congressmen, and some members of the Supreme Court. Finally, the holdout elector threw his support behind Rutherford B. Hayes, and Hayes was made president. And then, of course, we had 2,000. Everybody knows what would happen in 2000. So they make it sound like, uh, you know, discussion of the legitimacy of elections is unique to this time only. And I just pointed out, thanks to uh, Mark Levin, it's happened at least four times before in the past. Yeah, and, you know, it's going to go on. We do not have the perfect uh, election system, but if we go by the traditional original rules and get away from this mail-in, walk-in ballot thing, where you know, big dumps, uh, it would go back to what it was and should have been you know, this collusion stuff and Russian gate stories, because you heard all of that. And, right. But, the, the, you know, the Democrats won't walk back their lie, and it was proven. They said, well, it was proven that he, he was helped by the Russians. No, actually, it was proven that you guys made the story up. And yeah, well, you heard, you heard Hillary. She brought that up, the Russian collusion thing, well, at least four or five times in that montage we just played. Yeah, and she should be banned from having anything at any time to say about politics because she is a uh, a known liar and conspirator. Oh, and then she, she goes consp- on she goes on TV, Bill. She goes on TV with Rachel Maddow the night before last and says this. Very fancy meeting you. Oh, here. I it's can't so nice believe this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is not the circumstances in which I expected to be talking to you. Nor me, Rachel. It's always good to talk to you, but honestly, um, I didn't think that. It would be under these circumstances. Yet another set of indictments. This is something... That lady is so lucky that she's not in jail. You know, one of the the amateur mistakes that Trump made in his first four years was not bringing her to task. You know, he had promised people, you know, people would say at the rallies, lock her up, lock her up, and he'd, he'd smile and stuff. But when push came to shove... You know, he had a relationship with Clinton and uh, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton in New York on a personal level. 
And I think they were relatively friendly at one point, you know, when they weren't in politics against each other. And well, he learned a lesson. Well, you know? The, you know, well, I hope so because this time around, they've got to. He's got to go in there, and enough is enough. Enough is enough. It's obvious to the casual bystander who the criminals are. You know, and uh, we see this this lady in uh, in Georgia. If you if you read the indictment, don't don't criticize this podcast because I'm telling you that the the uh, indictment is a fraud. You take the time, get a copy of the indictment, just scan through it. It is right. it is a travesty of justice, literally, and it it shouldn't be allowed to stand. It should be dismissed. Not in six months. It should be dismissed today. Somebody should come along. Some judge somewhere should grab a hold of that that indictment and say, wait a second, this is all wrong. I think, and I'm not a lawyer, but I think that if I were a law professor and some students put this indictment package together and presented it for a grade, I would flunk them. I would flunk them. Rightfully so. Because it is, it is such nonsense. You're making stuff up as you go along. You know, again, it's not quality of the indictment. It's quantity. It's the size. Oh, there are 90 mm. counts. If there are 90 counts of crap, right, then it's a mm. crappy indictment. That's, and, and that's what we have here. It is absolutely a waste of time. It was a waste of time for me to look at it yesterday. But I did look at it. And yeah. um, uh, but anyway, you should too. You should yeah. too. It, 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 they're, they're violating so many different constitutional amendments. It's 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 ridiculous, Bill. We're not talking about uh, Hunter Biden and the Bidens and the crime family. And uh, you know, it's interesting because they say, well, the bank statements are out there, and the Democrats are going, well, you know, I'll believe it when it's been corroborated. What's corroboration? Okay, here's the bank statement. Some is this a bank statement? Yeah, it is. Okay, it's been corroborated, uh, but. The point is, you've got Hunter's bank statements that are proving and showing uh, $10 million uh, of payments going straight to Joe and the Biden family. That is interesting. Also, um, who was that uh, prosecutor that uh, was uh, from the Ukraine? Uh, they got fired because, of, you know, well, SOB. Oh, yeah, I forgot, I forgot the guy's name, but I know who you're talking about. He spilled about. the beans. He spilled the beans in Biden and all the corruption and all the money. Now, that is done in testimony. So the the dots have been connected. The I's yeah. have been dotted. The T's crossed. Biden is a criminal. And every time we get close to pointing really important pieces of uh, Biden crime family information out to the public, uh, things like indictments fall into place. You know, they try to distract the public uh, with all of these nonsensical items. And, you know, the media... They just can't help themselves. They just cannot help themselves. They are so corrupt. The media, you know, I used to think when Trump would say, oh, the fake media, all those guys back there, and they'd point to the guys behind a rally. But, you know, the fact of the matter is they are corrupt. I mean, they Mm -hmm. are corrupt. You know, maybe there's one or two good uh, reporters out there, but the rest are just a waste of time. You know, there was standards before in in reporting in being a news person. There aren't any standards anymore. You know, you Once could not. Time there was when You're you right. when you did a report, 
when you used to stand up and do a report on something political, you were supposed to make it so you had the public who were watching, and they couldn't tell what side you were on. But I can listen to a five-minute newscast right now on any one, any number of uh, different uh, radio news networks, and I can tell which way the anchor on that newscast is going with his story. It's how he words it, the little innuendos, the insinuations, the implications, the he implies stuff along the way. This is the kind of stuff they're doing now. The writing used to be neutral. Here's the facts, here's what happened, and here's what the results were. That's it. You know, what was it? What, where, when, why? Right? Uh, no more. No more. Now it's, I got I to gotta let you know what I really think about this guy. So I'm going to put a little adjective here that kind of shows you, kind of lets you know. It's a subtle way of demeaning people you don't like. And that's where we are right now with the... Uh, with the with the media, the media, and then of course we have guys. You have see you watch the Sunday shows, right? Face the yeah. Nation and uh, this week with whoever George Stephanopoulos or what, and they're just pep rallies for Democrats. You watch what happens this weekend on these uh, on these programs. You know, they will get out there. I guarantee you, they will get out there and they will talk about oh, this indictment is actually more serious than uh, a lot of people believe it to be. No, folks, no. I guarantee, trust me, I'm just a guy like you, right? But I can read. And I read the indictment. It's a long, it's 90 pages. I mean, I, my wife will tell you I'm not a fast reader. But I mean, I was able to skim through it because it's basically nonsense. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not like it's heavy reading. It's like the charges are only like two or three sentences and, and, they're, and they're redundant. They, many of the charges are almost the same, the same thing. You know, yeah, it's they, like, take, they take this statement and then just they regurgitate it. That's a different exactly way. right. So, um, but I, I, you look through it and see for yourself how ridiculous this is. But this is the, and you know, the rest of the world sees this. By the way, the rest of the world sees this crude destruction of our society. You know, we are a laughing stock right now in in countries like Australia and mm. England. They look at us, you know, they used to look at us with uh, with awe. We were a leader of the free world and we acted like it. Well, right now, thanks to Joe Biden and and the left, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton, you know, the phony lies about Russia, 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 the collusion with Donald Trump. And, you know, it was proven to be a lie, and the media just dropped it. The media mm. just dropped it. It's like, okay. But America, America is guilty of uh, we want it now. We're a want, we want it now society. Yeah. And that goes with the news, too. Now, the Democrats have taken advantage of that because they may have a very simple point, but it's weak. Mm. So what they're going to do is embellish it with a mountain of BS. The average person is not going to read through that whole thing to get to the point, which is a big cake of nothing. So here comes the media. Well, we'll decipher this for you. The point is uh, Trump bad, Democrat good. Yeah, that's exactly and so, right. And they, they take that because, you know, Americans, you sit there and you start explaining all this stuff. Do you have a point? What's your point? Point is, you know, you stole the election. The Democrats stole it, and this is all just a big charade. These that, people, by the way, who are 
who are truly ignorant as to what's happening to their country. I mean, they're too busy watching, you know, exhibition football, betting on FanDuel or whatever they're doing. You know, mm. they're not paying attention to politics. While they're doing all this nonsensical, unimportant stuff, the world around them is being destroyed. One day, yeah. one day they will wake up and they will see what has happened and they'll wonder, how did that happen? It happened because you weren't paying attention. We're quickly becoming uh, the fools of the world. The world looked up to the United States like I and said, what it yeah. stood for and, and democracy. And, and, you know, they never believed that the people, you and I, would sit there and let it slip through our hands. It is being taken right out of our grasp. It's, they're just, we're holding it here. Democracy is in the palm of my hand. And the bad are just reaching over and saying, thank you. You know, you, we, we mentioned you, you earlier, need that. we mentioned earlier about the 12% of the, mm. of the woke left that would uh, believe that violence was justified to keep Trump out of office. But mm. I truly believe the big thing that they got to worry about in this country is there's a quiet, strong, uh, there's a quiet, strong uh, right movement. You know, there are a patriot movement out there that, and I'm not encouraging this, but there are some people, uh, they make up their own minds. They do their own, they make up, and I think there are millions of them out there who are just about at wit's end. They are just mm -hmm. about finished with all of the lies and the nonsense that we have to live through, you know? And I think that that's what you really should worry about. You know, it's it's the uh, it's the farmer out there who has been crushed by rising prices and continuous lies and government interference. You know, it is hearing the same lies over and over again by a president who stumbles into a Marine One and heads off to Delaware to go swimming at the beach, while his these these people are just being uh, crushed by government uh, interference and uh, and wrongdoing. And I think those are the people that you have to worry about in this country because at some point, I it happened once before. Whether mm -hmm. you like the reason or not, it happened once before. There was a time in our country in 1861 when a large section of our country said, no, uh, we don't believe this. We believe something else. And mm -hmm. we're not going to stand for it anymore. And it was the most devastating war in our history, the most devastating well, war. Get ready for the uh, the modern day version of it, but unfortunately, you know, we have more. You know, if if America falls into civil war, mm -hmm. uh, is the government is the government that's in power now going to step in and weaponize their side with uh, weapons that uh, are far more deadly than a musket? Oh. It, it it would be it would be terrible. That's why I I pray to God that people keep a level head, and the and I hope that there are some honest and decent judges and legal minds out there who will intervene. You know, like I said before, 
you can stop all this nonsense. You, a, a federal court can grab a hold of all these different cases and all these different jurisdictions and grab them together and say, you're interfering with a federal election. You're interfering with a federal election, and we're going to stop you right now. At least we're putting you on pause until after the elections because this cannot stand. And they can mm. do that. They can do that, and they should do that for the sake of our country. But as it stands right now, they're just quiet. It's crickets. And, and that's sad. We, have, we don't seem to have uh, any patriots out there in positions of power. Any, other than I think, and I truly believe this, I think Donald Trump is a patriot. Because he could, he could have just said, look, it, I'm going to retire now. Have a great time with your country. And I'm going to go back to my yacht and to my airplane. And I'm going to relax. My golf courses are nice. I'm going to have a good time in my retirement. Take care of yourself. And, you know, they probably wouldn't have indicted him anywhere. They probably would have said, no, he's off. Yeah, but now it's too late because he's got to fight for himself and his family. Because even if he backed away right now, they would still go after him. I think he could. I really think he could cut a deal. uh, If he promised... would you, okay, if you were him, would you trust any deal that they never. accepted? <laughs> never. You're right. I never would trust him. I wouldn't yeah, trust I, I, any I wouldn't of trust people. him either. Anyway, I think we've done it, my friend. Uh, another show in the can, man. Uh, if you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. And then, of course, there is mail. It's not snail mail. It's email. It's mail at itsanotherday.com, which is faster it's than email. It's email. It's email. We're very high-tech in this side. Uh, electronic mail, man. Yeah, it's, yes. uh, it's here. because well, <laughs> You know, that's another interesting thing. It's a story for another time. But mm-hmm. the mail service has degraded since the last election. And uh, there's in a lot of major cities, they don't deliver on Saturdays anymore. We, so that we means we're probably going to have we're probably going to have mail-in ballots again. Isn't that good? Well, no, actually, <laughs> they're just going to put them in a box, and the box will magically walk itself to the polls. That's exactly right. Hey, look at friends. Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great day. Say a prayer for our country. Uh, let's hope that we can get through this and get to a better place, uh, and not some place of violence. I I, I don't mm. want that to happen because too many good people would be hurt, and uh, that's not good for our country. That won't help. Uh, there are a lot of people who are angry, but, you know, keep your keep your powder dry, as they would say. Hopefully uh, some people will come to our rescue who are in positions of authority and power. With that, my friend, I think it's time for you to uh, give us your traditional and uh, often uh, enjoyed uh, ending, you know, uh, as only you can do it. The one that's scripted right here for Right me? in front of your face, yes. Right there. That's it. Hasta la vista, babies! The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. 
and tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>